The following podcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This season of love is upon us. We are heading into Valentine's Day. For most of us, it's a love-filled day with flowers and candy and gifts. But for some, this day signifies death, grief, and loss. Loss of loved ones is never easy, but it's absolutely horrific when the loss of life occurs before a young person's life has even truly begun. In this episode, I'm bringing you the case of the Columbine couple, the horrific murder of two teens on Valentine's Day. This is the unsolved murder of Stephanie Hart Grizzle and Nick Kunzelman. To get into this case, I need to preface it a little. I bet the majority of listeners remember the Columbine High School shooting. If not, I'll remind you. On April 20th, 1999, in Columbine, Colorado, two teens murdered 12 students and one teacher. Eric Harris and Dylan Kleibold were in the 12th grade at the time. Gunshots injured a total of 21 additional people and three additional people were injured while trying to escape. Gunfire was exchanged with law enforcement and ultimately the two teens committed suicide by shooting themselves. I don't want to get too much into that. Only the survivors deserve discussion. Less than one year after this high school massacre, two more teens were murdered about 10 minutes away. Both teens had attended Columbine and were present during the massacre. Stephanie was 16 and Nick was 15. The two had been dating for about two years. Their family and friends described them as inseparable. And they often were described as old souls. They had a love for the 60s and art, as well as music. The two met in middle school and their families stated they loved each other more than they thought teens could. On the night of February 13th, 2000, Nick was finishing up his shift at a Subway sandwich shop on Coal Mine Avenue in Littleton, Colorado. Stephanie drove to the shop to wait for her love to finish his shift. But this is the end of the story for Stephanie and Nick. They were never seen alive again. Near 1 a.m. on February 14, 2000, an unnamed employee of the same Subway shop drove by and noticed all the lights on in the business. The employee thought this was odd, so they stopped off to see why the business's lights were all on. As this employee arrived and went inside the unlocked shop, they saw a white male about 5'8 with blonde hair running out the back door. He was wearing a red jacket and flared pants. He would be in his late teens or early 20s. The employee would then find Stephanie and Nick behind the counter. They had been shot and were dead. 
This is where the story goes cold. In the year 2000, technology was still coming along, slowly. There was no digital footprint, and the first major social media platform, MySpace, was still a few years away from its start. Cameras were not as high-tech as they are now, and the only information we have is from the eyewitness who found the bodies. What we do know is the store was not robbed. Perhaps the intention may have been to rob the store, but no money was taken. And Stephanie's vehicle was still in the parking lot. A trophy of the killing was not taken, as we've seen in serial killings. So was this an inexperienced killer? A robbery attempt gone bad? I wasn't able to determine what the hours were for this subway store, but in my research, I found that most subways close no later than 10 p.m. So this leads me away from the robbery attempt theory. We know this because the unknown employee who found the bodies arrived sometime in the midnight hour. He saw someone running out. If the store typically closed around 10 p.m., why would the killer or robber still be there after midnight? If this individual arrived before closing, why stay till midnight? And leave the front door unlocked the entire time he's in there? An interesting situation comes into play, though. The rumor is that this store was being used for drug deals. Drugs were supposedly being dealt right out the back door. Possibly a drug user came for a deal but found Nick and Stephanie instead of a normal dealer. This theory is a strong one. Anytime drugs are involved, you could be dealing with desperate criminals looking for their next fix. Let's move forward away from the drug theory. Could this have been a crime of passion? Perhaps one of these lovers had a stalker or someone very jealous of their love. I read in one article that Stephanie had snuck out of the house that night. Could someone have followed her? On the night Stephanie was at the subway with Nick, her mother and her had a relaxing evening and then she snuck out. Her mother had no idea Stephanie was gone until she noticed Stephanie's car missing the next morning. She then turned on the news and saw the reports of a shooting at the local subway. She also saw Stephanie's car in the parking lot within that news report. Circling back to store cameras, there was a blind spot in the camera. So now I wonder, was the killer familiar with the blind spot in the camera? Could this have been an employee? Putting our facts together, nothing is missing in the store, so it wasn't robbed. Nevertheless, the store most likely didn't close at midnight, probably closer to 10, possibly even 11. But why would the potential killer be seen running out of the store at midnight? I did read that the co-worker who found the bodies only stopped because they noticed the store's lights 
were on and should have been turned off by this time. I often wondered if these two lovebirds stayed well after hours hanging out and possibly forgot to lock the door. My biggest question has always been, why were they there at Subway after midnight? It seems odd for Subway to be open that late. The next fact is that the killers stayed completely out of the security camera's reach. Possibly the killer knew the store layout and the camera blind spots. So could this have been planned? With no actual leads, this case simply remains cold. You have more information about these murders. You're asked to call Metro Denver Crime Stoppers 720-913-7867. I can't even imagine. I mean, what, we're in 24 now? And that happened in the year 2000. If you or anybody you know has any information, reach out to Denver Metro. This family needs closure. As always, thanks for listening and keep sleuthing, my friends. If you're new, you can visit us at unexplainedrealms.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And don't forget to smash those like, subscribe, and follow buttons. And don't forget to hit the show notifications button on Spotify so you can get reminders when we drop a new episode. Don't forget to click on our sponsors' links when visiting unexplainedrealms.com with a variety of brands and products to choose from and the most exclusive deals just for you.